Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. All right, y'all. This is the second week of December and we are getting it in with our friends who try together. And this week we have a couple who tries together. Now it didn't start out that way, but in the process of that way, and I'm going to explain why. So this couple I met literally a couple of weeks ago through a local organization, a business called Pacers. They have a Pacer social run and they were teaming up with New Balance to premiere a new shoe. And so the team got together for the Run Your Way uh, event. And we went to a local restaurant to just socialize. And a friend of mine, Elise Brainer, who you have seen on the show, because she was on the show during the first season when she tried her first triathlon, she is the Pacers social queen. Like she gathers all the people in the city around together. And she was like, Mashonda, do you know this person? And I was like, silly kind of bad because I feel like I should, but I didn't. And we just had this really lovely conversation. And then it probably got creepy because I was like, Hey, do you want me to take you home? Cause <laughs> we live in the same neighborhood. And then it probably got a little creepy because then I was like, let me take you home. But I wasn't trying to be creepy. I was just trying to be helpful because we live in the same neighborhood. So we are in close proximity. Now, you know this person because they are a professional triathlete. And I was just like mind blown. We have probably been in the same spaces before in terms of the gyms where we work out at and and just did not know it before today. And I feel really, well, not today, but before a couple of weeks ago. And so, but then I met her husband. And it was just like, they are hilarious. And I have to have them on for the friends to represent my couples. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history about who they are. The wife started her triathlon career in 2011 and fell in love with it. Did her first Ironman in 2012, caught the bug. And in 2000, I think it's 2018, got her pro card. Now, the husband did not start triathlons till much later, but he couldn't help but catch the bug after all the sherpering and being around the sport. He caught the bug and now they try together. Yes, I get to bring to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, Sarah Karpinski and Jason Herbaugh. Welcome to Try Beginner's Luck, y'all. Hi, thanks for having us. Of course, of course. They are so funny. So let me tell y'all, I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. I was just trying to be helpful because they biked to the event and I was already in that side of town because I was working over there. And I was like, hey, I just want to give you a run. She was like, um, it's okay. <laughs> I felt so bad because it came off like a weirdo. Like, uh. But anyway, thank you guys for coming. And I'm excited that you're willing to tell your story to this community. Let's just jump right in. Don't look so serious, Jason. <laughs> you're the hilarious one. And you're sitting looking at me like- still in work mode. Still in work mode. Look, don't be in <laughs> work mode. We, you said, I know it was a lot of meetings, a yeah, lot of meetings. Team day, team day. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. That's how I felt about my day too. But here's the fun. Hopefully this will get you out of the mood of work. So let's just talk about you guys got married in 2010. Shortly thereafter, you caught the bug of Iron Man. What was that like? Like you, 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 you get married and then you get into racing triathlon. What was that like for you? And what got you into triathlon, Sarah? Um. So originally, I saw one of the. I think it's NBC who does the Iron Man uh, Kona special, and I was like, that looks so cool. But I didn't know how to swim. I didn't own a bike, and I didn't really run. So <laughs> I'll call a fast forward a couple. Of years I finally uh decided I wanted to try it and uh kind of jumped in feet first and started swimming a couple of days a week got myself a nice uh entry-level road bike and went for the DC sprint try they used to hold one here in June um mm -hmm. and unfortunately they don't have it anymore um but it was a great you know local race for beginners and after that it was I just loved it um just 
all three sports together. It's so challenging and the community was awesome. And um, yeah. And what many people may not know is that you come from a completely different background. I don't think I've ever got to talk to a poll voter in person. Like you're yeah. from a poll voter and a gymnast. Mind blown. How does those skills translate into the tri space? I think that like gymnastics, you have to be like mentally strong to to really put in all those hours and commitment and do some of the skills you have. So I think it transfers well for just um trying to think of the word I'm looking for. But for the mental aspect of triathlon, I think it really helps me out there um, for those long training days and um, really the discipline. I think as a gymnast, I had a lot of discipline, um, you know, to go to practice every day. And um, same thing with pole vaulting. It just really kind of helps, uh, I guess, mentally prepare you to be out there and and flying well, across I the like, I, I like moving. I, I I get bored if I sit at home too long. So um, I always, I love long training days. So that's one of the reasons I love the sport and love the Ironman distance. Love it. So Jason, now tell me about your entry into, your entry into sport. Like you get married, you're watching Sarah do all these races. How did you kind of come up in the sport and said, Hey, I want to try this too. I think I could be, I can do this. Yeah. I was mainly a spectator slash Sherpa and started out, um, really with the, the running piece when watching her running races. Uh, then she got more into the sprint and the Ironman distance races. So I kind of went from wanting to do it as like, just watching it to be more active, you know, getting older. So I kind of wanted to leverage that to exercise more um so starting out you know watching i didn't learn how to i didn't know how to swim i would go jump into the water and kind of flail flail about almost drown um <laughs> we went on a cruise in 2012 and i was swimming back and forth couldn't breathe out of breath sinking to the bottom that kind of clicked with me that i needed to learn how to swim um so even before i you know kind of dove in feet first to to do triathlons I needed to learn how to swim. So I took the learn to swim from um, DCDPR through um, Rumsey and Eastern Market, then graduated up to the total immersion um, program with uh, Lloyd. Lloyd uh, Henry? Yeah, Lloyd Henry from, uh, was it One Point? On Point. One Point, One Point Fitness. Yeah. Um, he also That's does, yeah, I see him all the time, all, all, all over Maryland, all over DC. But um, after that, you know, I, I've been, riding a bike for probably a number of years since since I moved down here in 2006. Um, so I was pretty good with the biking aspect and I, I could run. So putting all three of those together was challenging. But um, over time, I eventually jumped into doing sprints first and then graduated to the Olympic and half distance Ironmans. Now, when was your first sprint? 2012 or 2013. It was one in um, Auburn. Or not Auburn. What's the... Ashburn? Ashburn. Yeah, Ashburn. The dog days of summer. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it was a... Uh, it was a, a like a super sprint. Swam in a pool, um, you know, back and forth in the pool. I had some lady very militant yelling at me to not hang onto the wall, which really scared me. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was hardcore. Uh, and then, and then just biking around the park and then ran around the park and that got me hooked. I love it. So you kind of joined sport two years after Sarah, and then you have been trying together ever since. We have. So yeah, sometimes we race together. Um, and then sometimes, you know, one of us race and then the other person will be the Sherpa supporter. Um, in most cases, it's me racing <laughs> and Jason being the Sherpa supporter. Um, but we do reverse the roles sometimes and then or do them together. Our, our most recent race together was Ironman Texas uh, this year in April. And uh, so when I finished, um, you know, we gave it, each other a kiss in the morning. Good luck. Hope you survive the day. <laughs> Yeah, hope you don't drown in a swim. <laughs> and uh, so when I crossed the finish line, I went right into Sherpa mode. So I was out there on the run course. I never went back to my hotel. Oh, that's a lie. One of uh, the fellow team Zooter, she let me use her shower in her hotel room. It was right on the run course. So I went up there, shower real quick, and then went back out there and cheered Jason on for the remainder of the day until he finished. So Yeah, I'll just qualify that she also is about three to four hours faster than me at a full Ironman. Um, so she has time to go shower, socialize, party, eat food, 
before I'm even done. I mean, you tell us how you really feel. Yeah. How does that make you feel inside, Jason? Tell us how it makes you feel. <laughs> I'm part of the slow crew. Just keep moving forward. As long as I finish, I don't care. You know, it's so interesting. I have so many questions because I've never had a couple who, well, not necessarily tries together. I've had couples on, but you guys race together and how do you pick the Sherpa? But you just told us, which I think is so cool, the fact that you guys do this together. So do you train together as well? And so, so we try to train together sometimes. Jason's laughing over no. here. Um, and so if we'll try, if our schedule works, we'll definitely go to the pool together. Um, we won't actually, uh, we'll go in two separate lanes and, uh, we may do the same workout, but Jason will do it at his pace. I'll do it at my pace. Um, and then if we do share a lane, he complains that I make too much wake. And oh my God, you go to the pool with her and she's swimming or there's another like hardcore swimmer. It's like open water, open water training because there's so much waves in there. It's, and plus I also yeah. like to hang out of the wall and, and talk so yeah so then I yell at him that he's taking too many breaks and um and so but yeah that's something that we can do together go to the pool together leave together um and it doesn't matter what your pace is per se um running basically the only runs we do together is with pacers and so we do the social runs together. And you know that's one of the things I love about pacers. <laughs> Jason's over here like no, I mean, we, we'll start training together, but when when it comes to work, the, like, time to workouts, um, my job's usually been more flexible, so I've been able to kind of sneak sneak off, you know, and kind of get my, my training in. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, social runs, social bike rides, we'll, we can, you know, we'll train together. It's like an easy day. We do our bike rides together. Um, Her easy day is my hard day. <laughs> we'll start off together. And we'll do like an hour warm up. And then when I start my interval or my race pace watts, um, unfortunately, I leave Jason in the dust. <laughs> That's fine. And, and so what we do is we just check in each other together at the gas station. Hey, where are you at? And then I might get a little thing popped up on my Garmin. I'm still alive, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. I mean, I'll have a Coke and a um, Three Musketeers or a Kit Kat, you know, just enjoy the day and, you know, enjoy my surroundings and for my training day and kind of, you know, touch it grass. But, you know. Wow. You know, if I was like a real journalist, I would be all out the, all in <laughs> Just laughing is, so let me get decorum together. Oh my gosh, you guys are hilarious. Jason, I, I can only imagine what it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, when you are, you know, wanting to keep up or just have like a casual thing, you know, just riding and you're like, but she didn't like nowhere to be found. But wow, I remember um we were talking a little bit at the Pacer social event and you're like, yeah, we'll go out to, is it um not uh, Mechanicsville? Not Mechanicsville. Uh, Potomac. Potomac, yeah, Poolsville and Frederick area. And he'll be like, you know, yeah, we'll start. And then she'll be way up the hill. And I'm just like kind of climbing up the hill. And I was like, this is hilarious. Because I think sometimes this is what people go through just in general, whether they're with friends who are faster than them or not. And so does it ever cause like friction between you all? Like, you know, like what is it like in terms of being able to come back together and be like, okay, next time let's do it like this. Or what is that like? Cause I just want to like give people a sense of you're a professional, right? And so, and Jason, you are an, considered an age grouper, but that dynamics is so like you, you said, when I start dropping my race, watt, I can only imagine what that's like. Is that four or 500 watts? <laughs> I wish no way. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> so like, what is it like for you guys to be out there together? And maybe for you, Jason, not to get into like your feelings a little bit, you know, having a wife that's faster than you. Maybe that's the question I want to ask. <laughs> no, I can't tell you. Uh, she doesn't coach me. So I think that helps a lot. I've always had um, alternative, like not beginner friendly coaches when I first started. And then when I felt that I was okay to do it on my own i've been for lack of a better term self-coaching or just she'll help me with some of the scheduling and what i need to do and i'll go and do it and i'll be accountable and she'll help me like you know tweak it if i need to but there's just an understanding that i know she's faster than me and yeah. if i needed if 
<laughs> if I was to be faster, I'd probably need to lose about 80 pounds. Like, I would need to clean up a lot of things, diet and, you know, strength to do that. So for me, it's more about social aspects and just, you know, and just keeping fit. So you mentioned that you just did a race together, which was Ironman Texas. What was that experience like for the both of you? Oh, oh I guess I'm answering this. Um, I like when we race together. It does, however, make it a little bit more stressful um, because no one's there to grab your bags in the morning or take your morning clothes bag or your flip-flops, your extra sweatshirt. Um, and then you're kind of worried about the other person out there in the course. So, um, you know, Jason's mentioned he's not the best swimmer. Um, so... I'm always worried he didn't make it out of the swim. And so the whole race, I don't know where he's at, right? Because I'm out there and I'm like, I haven't seen him on the bike yet. I haven't seen him on the bike yet. Where is he at? And so then when I see him, I'm like, oh, you know, it's like a sense of relief. Oh, yay, there he is. Or the whole race, sometimes I never see him. And so then I'm nervous the whole, like, I almost stopped thinking about my own race and worried about Jason. And mm. so... It just makes it a little bit more stressful. Um, but then on, on the flip side, I love seeing him out there. So like if it's a looped run, it's great. I'll give him an ass slap <laughs> when I see him out there. <laughs> and so I'll try to hit him as hard as I can. <laughs> we've, we've only done like uh, two full Ironmans together, maybe three. And we've mm -hmm. done a bunch of halves and the halves aren't as bad. But a lot of times when we are racing, we'll also have... Um, from time to time, family members that come with us and, you know, Sarah's dad will be her Sherpa and her mom will be my Sherpa or vice versa or whatever. So it's a lot easier if you yeah, have family there. I think this is the first real race that we've done together that we haven't had like family support like there, you know, to help us, you know, with, with our bags and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And the other aspect is no one's there to baby you afterwards. So you're both tired you're both hungry and it's like, oh man, um, what do we do? <laughs> so And I think I'm also a bigger baby after the race because everything hurts. I need food and I'm too lazy to order food or you know, crawl and get food. So definitely very needy after an Iron Man. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. I was um before you said it in terms of thinking about your own race, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, well, if you're nervous and thinking about Jason. How do you manage that while you're racing? Like, what are you doing to not, I mean, cause you can't help but worry. That's your husband, right? So you want to worry, but how do you manage that in your race day strategy? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not thinking about the entire race, but I mean, it does run through my head. So I don't think it's, I don't necessarily let it affect my, you know, entire day. I mean, honestly, most of the time when I'm racing, I'm just trying to keep a positive attitude for myself. Um, just so, I mean, it's so easy. It's uh, especially the Ironman is such a long day. Um, and there are those highs and lows of the races. So if you let yourself go down that next negativity rabbit hole, it, it's going to be a really long day. So I always try to stay positive. A lot of times I really just, um, sing songs in my head and, uh, <laughs> And yeah, and, and then Jason pops up uh, as well. But yeah, I, I try not to let that con control, you know, my mindset at all. You sing songs. What type of songs? Oh, gosh. um, You definitely don't want to hear me sing any songs. I would go with probably some early 2000s club, hip hop, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> the, the oldies now, the, the classics. You know, the classics now, right? <laughs> What'd you say? I'm sorry. The classics now. Up. Early 2000s. Yeah, which is sad. <laughs> um, but I think also because I've done a lot of these and I'm not like a newer person, I think mm -hmm. she knows that I'll be able to complete the swim. Even if, you know, it's not the fastest, I'll still make it out of the water. And the reason I worry about him on the swim is he did Iron Man Lake Classic. Oh, God, this story. <laughs> and, uh... And so I don't know what his final time was. I don't. What is the cutoff? Two twenty. Two twenty is a is a cutoff for the so Ironman distance. What he swam a two something, but two oh eight. Okay, a two oh eight. And I swam three point two miles. Three point two miles. The first first <laughs> lap was going along swimmingly, and then the second lap 
because you have to get out of the water um, because of the tulip swim up in Lake Placid. I don't know what happened. I kept like zigzagging, but like not like a good zigzag. It was like a very wide one. So at the end of the day, I had my own personal kayaker and I was almost not, I almost didn't make it. And after I looked down, I had swam 3.2 miles and which was over like 0.8. So I spent like an extra 30% of the course. <laughs> I figure I get my money's worth. But in Placid, don't they have like the little uh, line that can guide you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it mean, was a cloudy day. That's right. It was cloudy that day and it wasn't as clear yeah, as it usually it, is. That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I will say though, now based upon that and kind of refocusing on my swim, I'm a lot better slider now. So I'm pretty spot on when it comes to the, the different distances and sighting the, the buoys in the water. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Those are the things that we have to learn and, you know, get better at because sighting is challenging. And what would you tell for a beginner, your tips of sighting after having swam quarter of some miles over the actual swim and learning how to sight better? I think would be, I wasn't looking up every like five strokes. Uh, oftentimes you should be looking up, you know, incorporating that into your swim practice, like you know, maybe have like, uh, you know, at the end of your swims, practice sighting for like 500 yards or whatever, but then practice swimming five, seven strokes, looking up at like just a stationary object. So you can kind of mimic that for race day. Um, and then really just purchasing like good, like Roku or Ro Roka, what is it? The Roku goggle, the swim goggles that are mm -hmm. tinted. I like the yellow ones for the outdoor. I think they're the R1. Um, they make a help. They make the uh, swim buoys pop, so that you can just you know really pick out the swim buoy and make sure you're swimming towards it, not like keeping my head underwater like I'm swimming at a pool for like you know hundred yards, and then I find myself off course or following someone that is also off course is also problematic, which I've done in the race as well. Mm -hmm. You swim to the to the right or to the left of the buoy, and you're very off course. I was going to say, and of course, open water swimming, if you have it available oh, yeah. <laughs> in your area, um, mm -hmm. know that it's personally challenging for us in the D.C. area to have any open water swimming. Um, but I mean, there there is some stuff offered. But yeah, if you have it available, you know, get out there and, and swim in the open water if you can. Yeah. Wave one does the twice a week. Um, I think Thursday and Sundays. And then there's sprinkling of different swim groups that do stuff in like maybe annapolis annapolis mm -hmm. um yeah. there's also like a memorial day swim so there's 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 events you just have to look for them that's good stuff i want to go back to your first race for both of you you're fresh out oh i was so nervous for my first race um for my sprint i think it was 800 meter swim in the potomac Mm -hmm. um I couldn't sleep I tossed and turned all night um I ended up I think breaststroking the entire swim um because I had a pan a super panic attack in the water um I was scared to put my head in like the whole works uh, made it out of there breaststroking um I didn't eat anything the entire race <laughs> and so by the time I made it to the run I was so hungry um and I literally thought it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life um but I learned a lot of lessons and like I said the community was so welcoming and I just love the camaraderie we had out there with everyone else and um yeah I was hooked but it was a disaster <laughs> so um but I, I think that's what the first race should I mean some people can have their first race go great um I think for most of us it's just a learning experience yeah and to go out there and have fun I would agree and now we know Jason you told us a little bit about your first time story how you were um holding on to the sidelines and then this very militant woman was like get off the sideline get off the yeah. you know, stop holding yeah. onto the wall there's a full deck yelling at all the newbie swimmers and it was self-seated so there's a lot of people that were uh not seated correctly mm-hmm but at the same time, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a pool. So if a person in front of me was a little bit slower, I just stood up and waited for them to get to the wall before I could swim to the back. It, it, the, the pool is only like four feet, four feet deep. Mm -hmm. um, 
But other than that, I mean, the, the bike and the run was, you know, fun. It was like a nice, uh, I think, August day. They were very hot. Um, yeah. And like Sarah, I didn't really understand nutrition. So I think I drank some water and maybe ate one snack and probably bonked. I have a habit of bonking during races and rides and stopping, needing to stop and like eat a full lunch. Not stop and eat a full lunch. Not a full <laughs> lunch, but like, you know, like, you know, banana, some a Snickers and a Coke and a water. Because that's a complete meal. Come on, Snickers with your banana and Coke. I love it. I love it. What would you say has been your most memorable experience of you all racing together? Hmm. I think we've done a bunch of halves as well. I'm trying to think. Um, I know that I really liked Syracuse um, when they had it around. They used to do a 70.3 Syracuse, Mm -hmm. but um, we had a really nice trip up there. Um, Ate some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life in the little downtown area. And um, the race was great. We saw each other out on the course and, um, I'm trying to think of, I think what we like doing or what we like about either supporting each other or racing together is just the different areas of the country we've been able to see and these, all these little small trips we do together. And, you know, the racing is just kind of the icing on the cake, but you get to see all these cool places you may not have, you know, gone to before. Yeah. It's like weekend trips or a couple of days just here and there all over the place. Or if I'm not racing, then we'll do like a vacation after like a, event you know whether it's the west coast or uh like in europe i was gonna say my personal favorite race that jason didn't race um but he was a great uh supporter in sherpa is ironman austria um it was just mm-hmm. like an amazing experience um country plus the race and um and jason was great as always um he would definitely get the number one sherpa award <laughs> so oh, i love it so I love the fact that you're representing Team Zoot and it looks like Pacers. And I just recently had on um, the podcast Team Zoot, because again, I was trying to showcase different teams that you can be a part of. And because Zoot is in a triathlon brand that sells all the things for triathlon, I thought it would be good to highlight them. And so I got to have some of your teammates, Jessica, Ashley, and Melissa on to talk to us about that. So I see in and know that it's important for you to be involved in community. So tell me what it's like to be a part of Team Zoot and the Pacers community on the more local level. Um, I guess I'll start with uh, Team Zoot. Um, I love Team Zoot. They're just a very supportive, um, I mean, they're a nationwide team, um, but they're we're very supportive. So each region, and it's a large team, so... Um, but what's great about it is we all support each other. Um, at the local level, I'm actually one of the state representatives. Oh, I guess uh, the DC is not a state, but I'm on. <laughs> you are the. the I don't even know what to call the it. District of Columbia representative. The District of Columbia's <laughs> representative, and so um, I help organize some local meetups so that the people in the DMV who are on Team Zoo can kind of meet each other and I know everyone's schedules are different but the hope is you know maybe they can offshoot and train together you know and make some new friends and really get involved with the tri community and then um also with team zoot we do all kinds of um, meetups at the races um so it gives us an opportunity to meet people from all over the country or even in Europe they you know they have a team zoot in Europe so when I did the race in Europe I met some zooters over in Europe and um it's just a nice opportunity to really make make friends who have stuff in common with you and support each other and um yeah I love it I've been with them since gosh I think 2016 um so 8 Eight years, if my math is right. <laughs> eight years next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, I jumped a year. Um, but yeah, and it, it's just a very welcoming team. We don't really care about speed. I mean, great if you're fast, but you don't need to be fast. It's it's really like about supporting each other and you know being there for each other, and and we're kind of just all one big family. Um, and then more at the local level, I feel the same way with Pacers. Um. 
I love going out to the group runs. I love, um, I'm usually at the Navy Yard um, runs on Tuesday evenings and I try to make it to the other events or, you know, if I'm not, if I can't race or something like that, I love volunteering at either the Pacers events or anything else they have going on and giving back to, you know, our local run community here. I love that. Jason, do you want to add anything to... I like the happy hours after the runs. Hey, that's right. <laughs> I did For some social people. So I, I, I get to go and uh, replenish my uh, nutrition. No, just to echo what Sarah said, I like really the community. A lot of it comes down to who you train with, um, what teams you belong to, different events that are going on around the city, a lot of having a lot of a lot in common with other people that you're you know working out with, so... Pacers, like, you know, is really good at the local level, and I really like everyone that works there and all the races they put on. They put on a lot of good races around the city. Yeah, they do. I want to transition to this because you help Zoot out. You're a local representative. You run on Tuesdays with Pacers. How do you balance, and this is for both of you, um, balance training and then for you, Sarah, training at such a high level to be, you know, continue to keep your pro card while working and still serving the local community. Um, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, I I think it just all comes down to, you know, if if you are passionate about something and you really love what you're doing, you can always find time for it, um, even if. I mean, most of the time I'm working out maybe, you know, in the morning, afternoon and or lunchtime and then in the evening. Um, but yeah, you just kind of squeeze it in when you can. Um, and if it's someone's new to this, I, I mean, it's really like if you can get a half hour in and your workout says an hour, it's better to do that half hour, you know, get something in and just squeeze it in when you can. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just all about balance as well. And so I use the Pacer social runs as more, you know, exactly what they are, a social run. So it gives me a chance to like meet meet people in DC and be involved in our local run community and, you know, kind of have fun. And it's not a serious, you know, stressful workout situation. And then as far as work goes, um, it it could be my hobby if I, but it's not. <laughs> so I would I would rather just train all the time but yeah unfortunately I work full-time as well so um it's just those you know morning workouts um and then those after work workouts and you just you kind of just make it work and most of the time I'm tired all the time but you know that's that's the trade-off I guess that's what Sarah said a lot of training is about time you know balancing your time managing your time um so i've been fortunate enough to actually have a very flexible job some you know i work in it so i can I'm, you know very flexible for where i can work at so and when i can actually do my training so that's you know kind of where i'm at you know i can schedule meetings around training um if i need to get to the pool at like lunch i can you know take an hour to go swim i love the fact that you're both in it how cool is that is that how you met um, we actually met at a bar in Adams Morgan. <laughs> Back before phone apps, when people used to talk to each other at the bars. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, we met in 2007 in Adams Morgan. Very DC love story at uh, a bar called Bourbon. Bourbon yeah. is still there. No. no, it closed. Yeah. When did it close? Two years ago. Yeah, two years. Ah, because I was gonna say I was just at Bourbon in 21. So it must have I think you might have you might have just hit it before it closed. Wow, I like bourbon. But I, yeah, we neither when we met, um, you know, triathlon, obviously it was not on the radar. Uh partying was on the radar. And so we partied a lot. <laughs> yeah, probably the first uh three or four years was a lot of uh partying and Really, the only thing I think we were doing was running races at that point. Yeah, I did a little bit of running, but I wasn't, you know, too serious too about serious. it. Um, so what is it like now? So I know you're training, but what do you guys do for fun now? Oh, you still gosh. go out to bars or uh, is it? No. Oh, gosh. She makes fun of me and tells me <laughs> I'm an old lady. Um, 
I don't know if there's too much uh, socializing, fun activities going on. I like to be in bed at at eight thirty. <laughs> I feel like we aged out of the bars scene a little bit. Yeah, being that, that the too. old married couple. Um, a lot of it's just you know, kind of when we're not training, you know, you know, yeah, some TV be- watching, well, just yeah, being yeah. active to dinner with friends yeah. or whatever you know nothing nothing crazy hiking um, seeing uh both of our families they don't live here so if you know if we've got some free time on the weekends we can you know maybe go visit um jason's family lives up in philly and Lyman's in ohio so we can squeeze in some family time that's, that's always good too and playing video games i can't believe that out. still playing video games i've been playing video games for close to 30 years okay i love it we got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Is keep there anything sane. you said, what, Jason? Keep you sane. Keep, exactly, to keep you sane, and especially in D.C., because D.C., I think, is an extra added pressure of not just normal life, but then that political life that seems to kind of damper down on the city because politi- the national news is our local news. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the other way around where people have more local news. I mean, we have local news, but it's sometimes overshadowed by the things that are happening on a more national level. So my next question is, what have you, is there anything that you've had to overcome uh, in sport to ever have a disappointing race or had to overcome anything to get to the other side and that you can offer encouragement? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I raced for the first five, six years with kidney stones. So racing with kidney stones, managing kind of flare-ups with kidney stones and the pain that came with that. And then once they were out, um, I feel like a million dollars. So just mm. kind of managing pain, uh, just not knowing what the cause was. So mm. basically listen to your body. If there's something wrong, don't be a numbskull like me and not go to the doctor, but like kind of listen to your body. And like, if, if, if you need to kind of have your primary, you know, care physician kind of check you out. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm up. Um, I don't know if I had, I've had any like really difficulties. I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had too many injuries. Um, but I would say like, as somebody who didn't start off fast, like I would just, you know, if, if you're passionate about it and you love what you're doing, just, you know, keep at it and you will just uh, gradually improve. I mean, it's not something that happens overnight. It's just about consistency and, you know, hard work and just following your goals or your dreams. And, you know, you'll, you'll get, uh, I mean, you'll get there. I like that. And I'm glad that you've had a career um that you've had so how have you remained injury free because that's another thing that people don't really you know they go through and they have injuries so what are some of the tips and the tricks that you've been able to um to using your own life that has caused you to help to stay injury free so unfortunately i'm actually injured right now <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> is that why I you're just- looking jason jason is like he's the giveaway he's like mm. I just got injured last Tuesday, but, um, like I mentioned before is I've been very fortunate that I really haven't been injured. Um, so, I mean, I really think it comes down to just, um, doing or incorporating strength into your training. Um, I feel like as endurance athletes, it kind of gets pushed to the back burner. Um, I like to try to do, I probably do 20 to 30 minutes every day and it's not necessarily, something intense sometimes it's just body weight stuff sometimes it's more like plotties you know and then I'll do a longer you know session maybe two or three times a week with weights and stuff like that Um, but I really think it's helped me stay injury free Um, this recent injury is I I don't know what happened I was running on the trails and my ankle rolled and now I have a small fracture and so um, my ortho appointment is tomorrow (laughs) And so I'll, I'll find out more and hopefully it's just something small and um, I'll be back up on my feet soon. But for right now, all I'm doing is swimming a lot and uh, with the Povoli. But yes, I've been pretty fortunate, so I, I can't complain too much. Well, we will believe that it is something very, very minimum. I know your distance and your favorite distance, Sarah, is the iron distance, the long course. What is yours? Mine is probably the half Ironman because you don't have to train as much as you need to, as you do for a full Ironman. 
Uh, as well as I don't love my tri bike. I really love my road bike and gravel bike, so I'd rather ride those. So if I do a half Ironman, I can still kind of take some of my fitness and apply the bike fitness to the run so I don't have to run as much and I can really focus on the biking portion of it. Mm. And I don't, I hate the swim. So if I get there three days a week and I'm still doing, you know, enough, then so be it. That's funny. Someone just told me that they're like, hey, the biking is where you can get the fitness for the run so that you can just focus on the biking. So that's good. It's like hearing that twice for me is like confirmation light bulb going off. Yeah. And I had um, a flare up too, like a couple of years ago with um, tinnitus. So that the the biking definitely helped with, with that. not being able to run as much. Good stuff. Good stuff. What is your favorite? Well, you just told us the bike is your favorite leg. And Sarah, what's your favorite leg? It's a toss up between the bike and the run. Mm -hmm. Um, I would go with biking if it's outside. Um, And I say that because the trainer is not my favorite thing. Um, It's a necessary evil. Um, I I do it even in the summer. Um, I mean, you get such a good, efficient training on the trainer that you may not be able to get outside. Um, But I love biking outside. Um, so yeah, next up would be running. Um, and I love running and, and swimming. Yeah. It comes in last for me. So <laughs> sounds like that's a household thing. Swimming is last. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I think, um, you know, a lot, a lot of us are including us. We didn't grow up as swimmers. So, um, it's just, it's, it's hard. Swimming's yeah, hard. Yeah, it is. And so, and I have pools that are my favorite and I'm sorry, the Eastern market pool is not my favorite. I'd rather go like, uh, <laughs> There's too many classes, too many classes and um, programming around, and they really don't pay a whole lot of attention to like lap swimmers. Lap swimmers yeah. get a very small amount of time during the day to be able to lap swim. My, so what's my, your favorite pool then? I really like uh, Deanwood if I have the time or Berry Farm. Like if I don't have to go during like rush hour, if I get a Deanwood or Berry Farm in the middle of the morning, they got good oldies playing, you know, 90s, mm-hmm. 2000s hip hop. I get the lane to myself and it's just, I can just kind of zone out and swim. And you don't have to worry about swimming with the waves. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, with this one. Oh man. <laughs> I need to swim like two lanes away because other other than that, I'm like, yeah. Oh, that is so funny. And Sarah, what's your favorite pool to swim in? Um, You know, I, I'm just all about the convenience um, because you're juggling everything around all the time. So I mainly swim, you know, right here at Rumsey at the Eastern Market Pool. Um, it's good to know. Good to know. This has been so good. I love talking to y'all. You guys are hilarious. Um, what is one piece of advice that you will give to a beginner who's just starting out? I would say, um, that nutrition, um, as somebody who didn't drink or eat anything, my first race, I really feel like nutrition is the fourth discipline of triathlon and it's often overlooked. Um, and it really can make or break you. Um, during the race um and so really focus i would say on you know practicing hydrating practicing taking in gels or a honey singer waffle whatever whatever it is that works for you practice it and then take that and do that same thing on race day so that you you know stay fueled have your electrolytes don't bonk and don't end up in the porta potties so <laughs> Facts, facts, and more facts. What about you, Jason? Probably if you're starting out, I would almost go and hire a beginner coach to help you transition into the sport um, so they can help you with kind of structuring your workouts. You know, at, at a minimum, depending upon your distance, you want to do three, three, three times biking, three times running, three times swimming, you know, based upon kind of your, what you can do during the week and your schedule. Um, so I'd be hire a coach. And then the second piece would be um, the nutrition don't practice nutrition on race day, practice different combinations or different types of nutrition. Personally, I like infinite products. I love it. I wonder what's that I can add. The way you did it personally, I like, I'm like, personally, okay. I like infinite. I mean, you know, infinite, you got that dollars and dollars. Let's do it. Yeah, I know. All right. Wow, this has been so good. So next we have what it's called rapid fire, where I just kind of ask questions and <laughs> the first thing that comes up to your mind. <laughs> the first thing that comes up to your mind. And sometimes I may ask like, I 
want to dig a little deeper with that question because sometimes it's so interesting. Um, you know, just really interesting. So here we go. Wetsuit or no wetsuit? Wetsuit. Wetsuit. Mm-hmm. Wetsuit for life. I will swim in a wetsuit until I can't swim in a wetsuit. And I've only done <laughs> one or two swims without a wetsuit. And I wish I had a wetsuit on. You are hilarious. And if people on Slow Twitch will probably call me a, a swim weenie, but what what else? So. <laughs> All right. Um, race in hot and sunny weather or cool and cloudy weather? Hot and sunny, hands down. I love the heat and humidity. Yep. Okay, okay. Paper week. Love it or hate it? What week? Paper. Paper oh, week. Paper. I personally like it. I know a lot of people don't. I kind of like it. It's relaxing. Paper week for me. I mean, yeah, I like the two weeks leading up to, you know, to before a race where I can kind of still eat a, a lot, but, you know, work out less. <laughs> AKA paper. Yeah. Oh, Jason, I think everything revolves around food for you, which I love it. So let's just go straight there. I mean, I do like food. I'm here for it. What's your favorite meal? What's your favorite post-workout meal? After a long ride, um, let's say I have a six-hour ride or something, I just love a burrito. So good. And chips and salsa. Yeah, burrito and chips and salsa. Um, like a health, healthier, like, you know, Mexican food. Is, I, is I before... Know the healthier part you just, well you just did a long run for for when we first started out we used to go to like matchbox and house like i'd house like a beer or two mm-hmm. uh, large pizza and then we get like a order of sliders it was a large pizza one for me one for sarah and then we we'd get sliders and we'd have sure. old ladies that are punching their rolls because we were eating so so much and so fast <laughs> so now we try to eat a, a little bit healthier in quotes Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like I, I mean, the trick is that you've learned is you really need some kind of um protein like re- within a certain amount of time after you finish a long workout. For me, I don't do a lot of the protein powders, so I just do either a big glass of chocolate milk or make my own smoothie with chocolate milk, um, like plain yogurt and some berries, and then that lets you help you recover a little bit faster, but also help your appetite, right? And then you can go without feeling like you're going to turn into a skeleton. You can go maybe eat something healthier or get that, you know, treat yourself to that burrito. Or you don't get hangry. <laughs> mm. yeah. Well, then that's post-workout. So what's your post-race meal that um, you like? I like um, like a chicken pesto um, pasta mm. before a race. And so I actually make my, uh, oh, post pre, oh, that's pre race. <laughs> Jason, you are so funny. You're looking at her. Why don't you just tell her, help your wife? You're shaky. Shaky. You're like, she, she thought it said pre. I, I was like, I went, post, you want chicken? No, post is like original chicken sandwich, Chick fil A, Dairy Queen, I Blizzard. Five guys afterwards, but really just a nice, like, cheeseburger, fries, and a milkshake. Okay. Or pizza. Or I mean, five guys is always good. We hit that up after like more than one. Um, right. Iron Man, just it's fast, it's good, and we don't have it that often. And I know this isn't part of your question, but um, I did seventy point three Florida when it was um, in in the spring. Anyhow, we tried to go to Burger King afterwards, and they closed. So then we went straight to Disney World without eating. And it was the year of COVID. So then nothing was open. I got so angry at Disney World. She didn't want those like deep fried Mickey ears or whatever <laughs> at Disney World. So. Oh, that is so funny. Um, So, so funny. Okay. Woo. At least we got that out the way. I don't know if that was rapid fire. That was more like <laughs> three I, questions, three minutes. For a... uh, favorite motivational quote or mantra? Um, I like to say to myself, you've got this, you want this. And I'll put mm. it on repeat in my head um, throughout racing, training. If I'm too tired and I don't want to do it, uh, you've got this, you want this. And so that helps me get up and, and do it or keep going if it's during a race. Jason. Is this, is this, uh, do I have to like censor myself? I mean, be yourself. I mean, no, I mean, because Brittany has her song, Work It Bitch. <laughs> yeah. So I like, like singing songs like her, like have them in my head. If something's pop playing that's popular, and just mm-hmm. like 
or sometimes I guess if I'm at the gym, you know, running on the treadmill, yeah. or how to music, and you know that helps get you through the workout and get you in the mood. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Um, favorite or dream training partner, alive or historical? You know what? My dream training partner is right here next to me. <laughs> and I'm alive. <laughs> 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 or did <laughs> like I Benjamin Franklin? I wish I could train with Benjamin Franklin. No, I mean I don't. Maybe like a maybe like if it not for my wife, like a pro cyclist could maybe get me better, get me faster. Like Chris Room could be like, hey yo, you want to train with me? And maybe I'd you know be like a three hour Ironman bike finisher. So I love it. Um, <clears throat> favorite triathlon hat hat that we got. When Sarah went to 2018 Kona, they were like giving them out. Hat and... or hat? Hat? I thought you said hat. <laughs> I thought you said hat. Did you say hat or hack? Hat. Hat. Oh, I'll go with the hat first, then I'll go with, with the hat. The hat is the, it has the five islands of, of Kona on it. The hack, my favorite hack would be, what? I thought she said hat. See, I've been in meetings all day. My hearing sucks, apparently. That's the problem. That's why I'm laughing. Is because here. we are all like, we've been on calls. I'm doing this after hours. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, maybe I'm not enunciating because it happened earlier. So at least you guys know that this is like real. And this is what we do. And, you know, I'm doing this after work. And I'm like, can I still even talk? Like, so I, it's been a long <laughs> day. Um, thank you for well, the laughs this has been so good for me i was gonna say a hack that i have had time to think about it i like to take a tic-tac box empty it out and put all my salt pills in there during the bike and the run so you can just flip it open and then you know get your salt pills easy <laughs> i found my hat i'm glad you found your hat that is you know, y'all, the, before the wheels come all the way off this podcast today, let's just go ahead and wrap this up. Do you pee in the on the bike or get off and take a proper pee break? Um, I pee on the bike. I pee in my wetsuit and I pee on the run on myself. Yeah, all three. <laughs> all the above. <laughs> I don't have that bladder control, so I have to get off the bike. I tried peeing on the bike. Doesn't work. So I have to stop at the port potty. All right. You know what? You guys are hilarious. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, we have this saying here um, at Try Beginner's Luck, whenever you try Beginner's Luck, you always win. And that is true. I am Mashonda, and I have been joined by Jason and Sarah and we are out. Peace. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.